Well, thank you for coming back to our website for another sermon. You know, we believe one of the things we need to do at Laurel Heights is open the Bible and explain why we do what we do. We want to use the Bible to explain how to become a Christian, the important role of your participation in the local church, our responsibilities as individuals, the various duties that pertain to marriage and the home. One of the things we need to do here is open the Bible and explain from the pages of the Bible why we do what we do, what we believe, teach, and practice. I know you are aware that preaching has a vital place in what we do. During the COVID crisis, we have not stopped preaching or teaching. From time to time, I think it's good for us to read and consider what the Bible says about preaching. And that's what I'm going to do during this audio recording. 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 5. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching." But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry." I started preaching in 1970, about 51 years ago. I could talk to you about my experiences, what I've learned, even mistakes I've made. That might be interesting, and you might enjoy that. I've edited two books on preaching. Those books are used in various training and teaching programs. I could review that material with you. Here's what's more important than any of that. This came from God through Paul to Timothy and was written for us. This was written through apostolic revelation. It carries the authority of Jesus Christ. This is the job description and must be the basis of everything we do and say and understand about preaching. This is what churches ought to hold to. Any view or idea of preaching that doesn't start here is wrong. Any view or idea of preaching that comes in conflict with this description should be abandoned. Any church or any preacher or any kind of ministry that doesn't harmonize with this text will not serve your best spiritual interest. And it seems good to me from time to time for Christians and for people who are not Christians to go back to this and make certain of our commitment and be clear about how God describes the preaching that he wants to take place. 
There are four statements given by God in this text. I want to review those with you during this time. Number one, the seriousness of preaching is communicated by that word in verse one, charge. Do you know what a charge is? It has nothing to do with a plastic card. A charge is something like a military order. It is from a higher authority, in this case, the highest authority. A charge means there is no take it or leave it or modify it. You just do it. The preacher has no authority, no option to change a charge, nor does any Christian. To make this into something we are comfortable with or to cater to the modern audience violates the very concept of submission to Bible authority. It might be very comfortable and fun to get up and deliver a sermon in a certain way or cater to a modern audience, but that's not what the charge is. The charge is not to please an audience. The charge is in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom. I tell you, every word in that first verse should provoke each of us to pay reverent, sober attention to the New Testament description of preaching. I want to explain, preachers must pay attention to this. A preacher must love and care for people. A preacher must consider carefully the needs, the daily spiritual needs of the people to whom he speaks. His work is certainly about people, and the faithful preacher will do his best to present the Word of God in such a manner that people listen and understand and stay with you and are challenged by the applications. But the highest authority in this process is not the audience and not the preacher, but God and Christ. And when the gospel preacher stands before God in final judgment, the question will not be, did the people think you were cool? The question will be, did you preach the word? Did you, did you model that word also in your life? There is this conviction that is common to every Christian, that he who appeared the first time to save us will appear a second time to judge us. Every preacher and every listener must bear that in mind. The gospel preacher is under this charge. Paul is not issuing this charge in his own name or his own authority or as a mandate from a creativity group of men in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus. This is the charge to the gospel preacher. Number two, God defines the content preach the word. In our world today, there is something that might be called the popular generic gospel of men. Here's what I mean by that. Men watch which way the world is going. They study society. They read popular religious opinion and then craft messages that will be received with favor. 
It is religious marketing to the crowd. Oh, they speak of God and of Christ and quote scripture, but sermons are based on human wisdom and this subjective reading of what will be applauded, what will be embraced, what will bring in the numbers and maybe the contributions. It might be called the popular generic gospel of men. But here's what ought to be. Here is the biblical imperative. Preach the word. The apostle Paul received from God one message. That same message was transmitted to Timothy. It is the gospel of Christ written in the New Testament. Timothy is charged to preach nothing but the word of God he receives. So he must learn it, live it, and preach it in season and out of season. He is to keep it and stand by it and leave out anything that contradicts it. If the sermons you hear are not from the Bible, you need to go to the preacher. And if you meet stubborn refusal to preach the word, you need to go somewhere else. The preacher's job description is preach the word. Number four, the specific elements are given. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. The herald who announces the word must do so through these specific elements of emphasis. To reprove is to convince, to offer proof, evidence upon which people believe and are encouraged to continue their belief, using scripture to show people the truth. To rebuke means to expose, to state what sin is. With such urgency and boldness, people who are guilty know they are convicted by the preaching of the word. To exhort is to appeal to people to do what they know is right, to encourage Christians in their struggles to remain faithful. So in presenting the word of God, that's the content, there will be times when it will be necessary to reprove, rebuke, to exhort. God's word does all this. The preacher delivers it. And you will observe with me in our text that reference is made to the preacher's disposition, his attitude. Here's the phrase, with complete patience and teaching. You can't give up. You can't just get mad. Patiently, you just keep preaching and teaching the word. As this is done, not every response will be favorable, which leads to this point, number four. Some will not like preaching the word, and they will turn away from listening to it. Here is something that has been happening in the human race all the way back to Adam and Eve. God made himself clear. God says in perfect communication to human beings, here's what I want you to do and what I want you to not do. Temptation enters. It is not resisted, and there is a turning away from what God said. In New Testament times, for instance, in Galatia, Paul said there were people who became Christians but quickly turned aside from the truth of the gospel to something they were deceived into thinking was better. Without a doubt, it happens today. People may tire of hearing Bible truth. People may develop an itch for novelty. It is sad, but there are people who just can't stand the truth. They have to have it their way. So they substitute their fancy 
for God's revelation. Some are driven more by emotion and attachment to groups than by the authority of Scripture. This is the reality of temptation and apostasy and wrong choices, but look at how Paul deals with this. Paul says, while there are people who cannot bear the truth and will not have sound teaching, verse 5, as for you, the idea is, no matter what people want, what people believe and do, contrary to the word of God, Paul says to Timothy and to preachers, as for you, Always be sober-minded, endure suffering, and do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Preach the word. Timothy is not to follow the crowd away from God's word. He's to lead the crowd to God's word. Preach the word. I read the other day, society has become so fake that the truth actually bothers people. But we're going to preach it anyway. Now, let's make this personal in two different ways. One, if you ever detect or discern that in my work on these broadcasts, I'm not doing what this passage says, you need to come talk to me. I don't yell at people when they criticize me. I don't have a heart of revenge. This is too important to ignore. If I depart from the word you need to come to me and bring that to my attention. Number two, wherever you go in your travels, in your mobility and moving, or here after I'm gone someday, this will always be the standard you apply in judging preaching. You may think a man looks good or sounds good, or maybe he doesn't look that good or sound that good. Focus on content. Is he giving you the word? Apply this standard, because I tell you, once the preaching drifts away from Scripture, it's time for the devil to move in. Listen carefully. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, Always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Thank you for listening to the Word.